Opening day is coming there we on. Are, yep. And, Care uh, what you wish for. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, not the uh, not the kind of uh, result that the Steelers would want to put on the field. Uh, losing to the San Francisco 49ers, thirty to seven, at Heinz Field on Sunday. Um, didn't play well offensively. Didn't play well defensively. Didn't make anything happen on special teams. Yeah, I think they lost all three phases. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, special teams was probably a, a wash. Close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I, mean, I mean, but you didn't do anything didn't. To, to turn the game no. on special teams. 100%. I mean, I don't know we even need to spend a lot of time on special teams. It was, you know, the one play stood out to me that, boy, things were going bad. Harvin hits a nice punt. They run down. They tackle right there. And then there's a 15-mark face mask. It's like, oh, which this was, game can't. Oh, that was, that was the one that they called on the long snapper. The long right, snapper yeah. Which... When I, I saw the replay of it, I only saw it once real quick. didn't look like he had the face mask. He had him by the helmet. They didn't really show on TV well enough. I just mean, the replay I, I that I saw. To call, he, he was, he's being gang-tackled to the ground, and, and uh, you know he had him by the helmet, but whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't see any difference between that play and one later in the game when the Steelers were going in. Calvin Austin, or no, it was, uh, it was either Calvin Austin or Anthony McFarland. might have been Calvin Austin. Basically got clotheslined to the oh, ground. Oh, yeah, I was a little shocked by that, too. I mean, the game was out of reach, and you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're crying over spilt milk a little bit. But no, I'm not really crying are, about yeah, it. Just, right. I, I didn't yeah. see the difference between exactly. those two plays. Exactly. Like, you're tackling the guy by the helmet mm-hmm. in one play, and you get called for a face back, but it was okay in that situation. 100%. Much like I didn't I, – I have never seen somebody recover a fumble behind their back. <laughs> that was odd, too. I, I think I would have given him the fumble recovery, though. I mean, he had control of it. It just wasn't in the front of him. I mean, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I did That was I, a weird play. I did, you couldn't see it when, when everybody's getting up off the ground. It was a great view of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was what there. But just a, just a bad game. A I bad mean, there's, game. there's no excuse. Yeah. No really excuse did. for it. No, oh, yeah, this will be, you know, I, no, there's just no excuse for that. Um, the Steelers played poorly, and they deserve to lose that game. Maybe even by more than what they did. Maybe I mean, of course, late in the game, they're you know the Niners are playing a lot of prevent and stuff like that, and there there was certainly a garbage time element to it. There was some positives. I'm in the midst of writing an article of about ten players that played better than you think, you know? but, <laughs> but it's not going to be a super long article. You know, yeah. you know I mean, obviously T.J. Watt was awesome. Um, collectively, they got beat badly by. An excellent football team that also. Well, that was my big takeaway from that, Matt. Was that the 49ers, um, you know, they're a team that's played in the the NFC Championship the last two seasons, Mm -hmm. and they look like a team. They sure did. That that is going to be playing in the NFC Championship again this year. Uh, I don't think the Steelers are a bad football team. They did not play their best game on Sunday. uh, But when you don't play your best game against a good football team like that, that is the result. It That's what's going to happen. It gets away from you quick. Yeah. And um, we're going to talk more Steelers, of course, this segment than, than what I'm going to say now. But if I'm the Eagles, I watch the Niners and Cowboys and go, oh, boy. <laughs> you can yeah. get away from you pretty quick against these teams that are contenders. You know, and, hey, those might be two of the top three teams in the in the country, in the, the league right now. The Bengals look terrible. The Chiefs lost. We'll see what happens well, tonight. I mean, you Just know, looking at the, at the AFC North, Matt, Baltimore wasn't particularly impressive. I thought they were the opposite, despite yeah. the score, to be honest with you. Cincinnati was 
dismal. Dismal. Cleveland wasn't much better than Cincinnati. Their offense, their defense was great. The defense was great, but the offense, the offense, like anybody saying, well, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson looked like he did last year. You're right. Like if you had him on your fantasy team, you're kind of happy because he got you some points. But that's not how the real world works. Yeah. I mean, like he, I mean, did he not was not good sharp at all. Yeah. And now um, they lost Jack Conklin, the right tackle again. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Baltimore's dealing with a lot of injuries as well. Yeah. I haven't heard the news on all of them, but Dobbins is out for the year, which is kind of tragic. Linderbaum and Stanley both left that game. So did Marcus Williams. They're starting free safety. And frankly, if they're not playing the Texans, <laughs> if the Ravens right. played like that against the Niners, it would have been, it a, been a train wreck, yeah. too. I mean, it, it would have been. I mean, they played. If the, if the 49ers or, or, or had played Cleveland or they mm-hmm. played Cincinnati, they would have beaten them equally as badly. They would have destroyed the Bengals the way yeah. the Bengals played. They were right. clicking, and hey, all full credit to them. We're all trying to get there, you know. Right. I mean, to be, the, I mean, they were the, the one of the most impressive performances of Week One was certainly the uh, team that yeah. played. And I think you wrote this in your column too, um, something along the lines, or, or Coach said it after the game, something along the lines of, "We fed them their perfect script too." I mean, oh, yeah. they, they play a certain brand of football, and the Steelers played right. Well, that's the it, thing. You, you know? look at that that first offensive possession. Mm-hmm. You get a five yard gain on or six yard gain on first down. Perfect. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Then they try the end of the round, and it didn't work. And they were fortunate that uh, Calvin Austin, it should have been like a four-yard loss. He turned it into a one-yard loss. Mm-hmm. And then, you you know, Kenny Pickett had maybe the most inaccurate day that I've seen him have as a, as a pro. Uh, just completely yes. misses the receipt. I mean, and so you're punting. Then you hit a 34-yard punt that goes right. out of bounds. Right. So you're giving the 49ers the ball midfield. Boom, boom, boom. The they get down, they score. stuff was remarkable. Yeah. You know? Then you do it again. And then you do it again. And then again. you do it again. Yeah. And you do it You keep giving them the ball at midfield, and you go, to look up, team. and it's 20 to nothing. Oh, shocking. And then you run the ball <laughs> 10 times all day, yeah. and Bosa's teeing off with, you know, Drake Jackson and Hargrave and those guys. I mean, the script, the Niners did to everyone last year. They get up heavy at halftime. And, of course, everyone wants to do it, but that team's built a certain way, and you played right into it without question. That's and, why, the, that, I mean, to me, when the Steelers took the football, like, mm-hmm. okay, we're trusting our offense to go out there and move the ball here. And and, and then you don't. And right. then you don't. And then you give it to them to start the second <laughs> half then in turn, yeah. which didn't go so well either. No, there was a lot of negative to take away from that. Um, the one thing, though, I'm just going to be honest. I thought Kenny Pickett was maybe the worst player on the field. I mean, he's pretty bad. And I thought his accuracy, as you mentioned, blew me away that he. Had a hard time completing passes. He looked very, very clunky. His footwork, his timing, because there were open receivers. Like people oh, yeah. want to, oh, Matt Canada's offense. Guys are open. He's just missing them left and right in this yeah. game. And I'm not here just to spin optimism because we're on Steer Nation Radio. I think Kenny's going to be accurate. Right. You know that was I mean? that like, was that the outlier. Worry me that much. Yeah. I mean, it was the outlier. I'm sure he was feeling good about himself on the preseason, and that's a really tough team, but. Man, I bet that's his worst performance throwing the football all year. You know I what I mean? Be, like, yeah, I mean, that's something I'm pretty confident about. Is, is I accuracy. would be I would be shocked if he comes out and plays that way again against the Browns next week. Right, or really at any time, or at any really? time, really. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, again, it I, was that, rough. That is easily the worst game that I've seen him play. I think he yeah. would tell you that. I would assume. Yeah. I mean, I think that's inarguable. I mean, I don't even think that's an opinion. I mean, there was a lot of open receivers. Deontay was wide open for a big—I mean, there was a couple big gains left on the field when it still mattered, you know, in the first first quarter. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it just it just was not a good game. Uh, yeah, again, I don't know that it was a coaching situ- thing or anything mm-hmm. like that. I think it was the, the players didn't execute. Didn't execute. So uh, I did a hit with, with Rob King and Wolf recently, and, and Wolf went back and studied the blocking, as guards do. Yeah. You, you know, and he had two really good examples of, again, none of us are saying, oh, the Steelers would have won by 30 if these things happened. But you mentioned the end of round. If you watch it again, Fryermuth and I forget who else had a, I got him, you got him, nobody got him on the block. Yeah. You know, it was just a total miscommunication. It wasn't a bad play call necessarily. It was two guys thinking the other one was going to do the job. And I'm sure everybody remembers this play. The one that Warner comes screaming in the backfield and just destroys Najee. It was another missed block. It was a total missed block. The, yeah. I think it was... Sam Malo and... And I think more. It was it was the left side of the line. Yeah. I know it was Cole and Solomon. Okay. They both stayed on the D tackle. And yeah, they double they teamed had, him. And, and never came off. Nobody him. got Warner, which was one of my keys going into this game. <laughs> right. Get a body on Fred Warner if you can. I mean, even if you don't get a good block on him, if you don't allow him to come in untouched. He looked like he was running a thousand miles an uh, hour into the line hour. of scrimmage. And there was a huge hole. You know, yeah. The Najee's at least getting 20 out. That was their first running play of the <laughs> game, first I believe. running play of the game. And you missed, you missed the, the all-pro middle linebacker. Sure. Who just came in there and completely blew it up. And, of course, he reads things well and he's super fast and he's really good. But that's on the Steelers. You know, yeah. Just get one of those two bodies to get to the second level and redirect them. I mean, just get a fingernail. Just get in his way. Right, right exactly. You know, and don't, don't let him come in and blow things up. Yeah, I, I just a lot of that stuff. I, I thought that they... Again, it wasn't, and I don't know why. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. like it's not like you look at this and go, "Well, Mike Tomlin didn't play his guys in the preseason, and, and that showed. That's why they they looked rusty." The Bengals can say that at least. Yeah, you know they were horrible. You know, awful, they, yeah, awful. Um, you know, was it the seventeen day layoff? I have no idea, but everybody had that layoff. Mm-hmm. You know, so the Niners he, did too. The Niners did too. Now maybe you know it wasn't as long as the the layoff that the Steelers had, but it, it's still a layoff. It's still yeah. two weeks off. Um, they just did not play well, and there's just no. They just didn't play well. Yeah, I and mean, the other team did, and the other team did. The other, yeah. so that's what happens when when those things occur mm-hmm. against, particularly against a good football team. If you're if you were playing the Houston Texans and you played like that, well, maybe you still win well, the football. Second half game. might yeah. have been different. You yeah, you still win the football game. Seven point deficit or something at the yeah. half, and you don't have to abandon the run. You can get back to your bread and butter. You know, I mean that type of thing. All right, let's relax. You know. It, it wasn't as bad as Giants Cowboys, but it Oof. was in the neighborhood. I mean, that Giant Cowboy game and Giants won the playoffs last year. Like these aren't Texans Arizona type teams we're talking about here. Yeah, kicks blocked and, oh, and interceptions and destroyed. And, yeah. yeah, right. I mean, the, the the Avalanche started. There was no stopping it. Yeah, the the key is to, you you can't over never overreact to one win or one loss. Right. Um, it, it's one out of seventeen, and I get it is one out of just seventeen. Um. But, and I use this analogy, and it's not quite fair. But if the Pirates win fifteen to nothing in July or lose fifteen to nothing in July, nobody really bats an eye. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes you just have a terrible day, or it's a bad opponent. But that's not okay in this league. That's yeah. what makes it fun. It's one of those things that you know in football you get the full week then to talk about it, and, and then an extra day marinate and <laughs> stew on it, <laughs> yeah. and you know. Um, you think it, the extra day is good or bad for that? Would you rather just get back out there or? Yeah, one more day to clean things up. Well, I mean, the extra day is good in the fact that the Steelers just don't lose at home on Monday nights. That part. And they um, suffered some injuries. They had some injuries. Yeah. Not that Cleveland didn't, but they had some injuries that maybe that extra day gets you, uh, you know, one of these guys back in the lineup that, that was nicked up a little bit. Um, it also gives you an opportunity to, 
get an extra day of practice in as, as mm-hmm. the home team there. So, uh, you know, I don't hate the extra day here, um, but I could understand why guys would want to get back out on the field and get that sure. bad taste out of their mouth. Then again, you get them again. They've got to marinate in this thing. The Steelers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, exactly. the players are like gonna, you know, you're gonna hear about it. They're gonna rewatch that film as they did today, uh. and and get you know talk to them about the. Co- I I think a big part of this, Matt, um, and you mentioned the communication stuff. I think you know when you look at what they did defensively, um, there were a lot of guys coming in and out of the lineup. There were. And guys that are new to the team, too. Yeah, I, I don't know that that was an, a, a good thing, particularly against that opponent. Yeah, I mean, communication is unbelievably important in this league, but double against that team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and those guys don't ever rotate their skill guys. It's always the same 11, basically. They had five players catch a pass yesterday. Was it five? I was thinking it might even have been four. I mean, did you catch one or something? I mean, uh, it was the two receivers, maybe Kittle it was and, I think, then McCaffrey. I th- McCaffrey I and, and, and Kittle had... And the two receivers, yeah. and I, I might have only been four. Maybe that was it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I noted it in my column. I'm like, oh, my God. Because I look at it, the Steelers <laughs> side of the ledger, the and I'm like, they, they had like 12 guys that caught passes, and I'm looking at San Francisco's, <laughs> and I'm like... nobody there, yeah. Yeah, they, 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 it was the, those four, the guys that you would have expected to catch passes. Yeah. And I think that's the best group of skill guys in the league, to be honest with you. Again, not excusing it. If you're going to win Super Bowls and that's the goal, you got to beat those type of teams. Oh, you're right. It was four. It was four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ayuk, Samuel, Kittle, McCaffrey. That yeah, was it. Like a bunch of and, and Kittle and McCaffrey didn't hurt you. No, not too bad. No, they had a couple I mean, each in, in the passing know. game, I should right. say. Right. In the right. passing game. No, they didn't. And Ayuk was incredible. Yeah. I mean, when he, he really was, played a good game. When, he was yeah. ter- when, when they were targeting Ayuk and Samuel, he was 13 of 15. Was he? No, I think Four. I caught eight of eight. Yeah, eight yeah, of eight. Yeah, uh, he was open whenever. One of was... which when Peterson was on top of him. Yeah, for a touchdown. You somebody know? somebody said to me on Twitter, "Well, are you going to admit now that Purdy's not just more than just a better version of Doc Hodges?" No, I th- he was fine. No. But I, I mean, I'm not going to say he's you know he's not Pat- Patrick Mahomes. I mean, come dude, on, dude. <laughs> I've referenced my podcast a lot with the Niners host, and yeah. we go back and forth. You know, do you want the first quarterback or Mister Irrelevant? And I'm like, Pickett is still the is the better player. I got nine million tweets yesterday. Come on, Williamson, admit that this guy's better than Pickett. I'm like, no, uh, he played well. He played well. He might be better than I think. But he didn't do anything like uh, where I said, "Ooh, that was really a wow, what a no, throw!" Right? He does, was, they, the Steelers made it easy. They did, <laughs> and he played very, very well. Um, he makes a few more throws and things that Jimmy won't in terms of aggressiveness. Fine. But if John Lynch called me and said, hey, well, I'll give you my guy for a picket, I'm like, no thanks. I mean, he also got away with a couple of things yesterday. It's making me crazy because he's gotten away with them since he's been a starter, and it's not because he's the luckiest human being on the planet or he's got a skill, but he gets away with three or four things every game. That are going to come back to get him, and yeah. makes me, there was makes uh, people think I have no clue what I'm talking. About. There was a throw. Uh, I, I made note of this in my in my notebook. I didn't write about it, but yeah. so you, you saw the interception to pick it through to Deontay Johnson, where the ball was slightly behind Johnson and mm-hmm. above him, and he tries to come back to get it and slips and falls. It turns into an interception. Yep. <laughs> Purdy made a similar throw to the left side. Yes. Behind Samuel, behind Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel contorts his body, comes back and catches it for a first down. I'm like, it wasn't a great quarterback play. It wasn't. No, <laughs> it, it was, was a great play by the receiver making a play. On, yeah. uh, the only difference between the two throws was that I didn't think even if De- if if Deontay Johnson were able, to, it didn't lose his feet. 
I think all he does is break that pass up. It, was it wasn't going to be no, catchable. Right, right. Whereas but it probably wouldn't have got picked off. Yeah, right. Purdy's pass was so bad inside that nobody was going to catch it unless Debo did. <laughs> it was unca- yeah, I know. And, and hey, Purdy was the far better player of the two in this game. I'm still not a believer. I'm coming around that he can be okay, but I am. He's also, also not the a... guy that lost two fumbles in this game. I he mean, did. let's not pretend he played a great game. I know. I mean, and... if this were a close football game, and you know, if somebody told me before the game that T.J. Watt's going to have five sack or five tackles, three sacks, two strip fumbles, five quarterback hits, I'm like, oh, the Steelers won this game. Yeah, it's funny. That's what my co-host said. He, he opened the show by saying, if you told me Watt was going to do that. I was said that was my worst nightmare coming in this game. That's the thing I was most worried about. The Steelers, Steelers won this game going away. That's the only thing they did good though. Yeah, <laughs> the that's other, the only thing. Yeah, the twenty-one guys that are out there didn't do so great. You know, Patrick Peterson slips him on the on the first touchdown yeah. pass. That's a throw I could have made. People are blaming Peterson like he had a bad day. His I, coverage on the on the second touchdown was was perfect. Right, it was perfect. Ayuk made P- a play. He had two PBUs too. Yeah, right. I, I mean. I, I keep getting, why didn't they start Porter? He's so much better. Peterson's old. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Like, he slipped on one, and the other one was, it could have been Dion or Rod Woodson. I mean, yeah. it was a better play by the receiver. I'm it wasn't just, a great throw. It wasn't a, like. No, he just put it in the neighborhood, just, and his guy made a great play. His guy made a play. Yeah. And Niners made a lot of them and deserved to win big, and they did. That was my biggest takeaway from that game. I'm like, okay, Ayuk is who I thought he was. Oh, love him, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was thought he was going to be great. Mm-hmm. Fred Warner is who he's even better than I thought All he was. All their stars came out. Yeah. Yeah, they're very star The only one who didn't was Bosa. Like, Bosa was like, eh, yeah, he was okay. He, was okay. Yeah, he, was okay. he didn't do right, anything. Right. Yeah. You know, Warner they, and all their skill guys. McCaffrey was a runner. Was yeah, it was tremendous. Phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. tremendous. Yeah, they're a good team, and they got great players. So, uh, you know, that that's going to happen. You're not playing that team every week. Right. And that's the thing to remember. Uh, the Browns, even though they, they demolished the, the Bengals yesterday, they're not, they're not the 49ers. It's a different world, yeah. I mean, you know, by the way, you've got that game out of the way now. All the other teams in the division still have to play the 49ers. True, true. You know, and, uh, they're going to do that probably to all the teams in the division. The way they look, I mean, they might do it to everyone on the schedule. They'll have know. a bad game, though. They'll lose. Course, I mean, they course. lost their opener last year to Chicago. Mm-hmm. In, Chicago. In Chicago, I mean, the weather, you know. It was bad still. I mean. But they've lost one game since they got McCaffrey. And that's because they ran out of quarterbacks. Right. I mean, they may have lost anyways, <laughs> but they ran out of quarterbacks. They ran out of the quarterbacks. Right. I mean, that's an elite football team that maybe when we talk power ranks should be number one. Maybe. I, it's a, as far as I'm concerned, they should be. Dallas made a strong case. See what the Bills do tonight, but you can't put the Chiefs there. I mean. Right. Philly, I, Philly was. Okay, if but Bute, not if yeah. Butte gets his foot in and on that one pass, they may have lost that game. They were okay. Yeah, they needed a defensive score. Uh, to me, to me, what San Francisco did was the most impressive game of the week. Dallas, Dallas good, always right? yeah. beats the Giants. Yeah. So the average score of the last ten Dallas Giants game has been by nineteen points. Has it really? They blow them out every single time. Yeah, I mean both. Of, I mean especially that game looked like Alabama versus. Appalachian State, or you know, yeah. one of those type of games. You know, they didn't even look close. So, I, I, I would have, I would have San Francisco number one. I, I mean, wouldn't fight you on it one bit. I mean, they, they were impressive. They were very impressive. Um, They're going to cause a lot of problems this league. Absolutely, uh, but uh, yeah, interesting, interesting uh, turn of events. Overall in the NFL, I mean, there were some teams that you thought, oh, mm-hmm. they should win that game. They didn't. They didn't uh, right. But that's that's week one. That's what it's all about. You know, that's, one that's, week that's why you play the games on, yeah. you know, you don't, don't just say on paper, well, this team looks good and that team looks bad. I mean, if the Steelers look that bad against the Browns, I would be worried. Yeah. You know, right. So I'm not saying they're going to win, but we'll see. Yep. 
Uh, let's take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. Uh, this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, some of the injuries the Steelers yeah. suffered in the game uh, yesterday. Uh, of course, Cam Hayward, I think, is the most serious of those injuries. Uh, he left with a groin injury. Tried to come back and play uh, early in the, in the <laughs> second half and um, just that didn't last made long. one play. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you could tell he was uh, compromised. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a groin injury. Uh, reports out there that it's going to be multiple weeks and that he could land on IR. Don't know that for sure. We'll find out more from Mike Tomlin tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Hayward has always uh, healed up pretty quickly. It's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. the fact that he even goes out there is crazy. I mean, you can see the one play he had no shot. I mean, I mean, he did everything he could, obviously. And then he's in street clothes, you know, after halftime. Obviously, I mean, anyone listening knows that's a massive loss. I mean, he's one of the best players in the league. He's one of the best players on the team. So... Show must go on, though. Right, <laughs> you know they don't I, stop the season for you. No, and I thought Ogan Joby played okay. I mean, nobody played great other than Watt, but I thought Ogan Joby played okay. Frankly, the most promising thing I saw in the whole game was the way Benton played when he. That's came what back I was going to bring up. Yeah, like it's time, Ke- man. Keanu Benton's going to play and should play a lot, as far as I'm concerned. I, I think he, he needs, needs to. to be on the field. He needs to. Uh, I thought Loudermilk got ragdolled time and time again, especially in the run run game. But I thought Benton was very impressive and needs to – I think the time is now, whether that's Nose or Cam or whatever. I mean, they're in the four-man front so much, he should be in there. Yeah, there were times yesterday there were five-man fronts, mm-hmm. uh, six-man Like They had four defensive linemen on the field. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, so that one uh, that one's going to hurt. Uh, Demarvin Leal was a little nicked up in that game as well, but he did return. That was an elbow injury. He played okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know that's something that you probably see him out there playing with maybe a some kind of arm. Mm-hmm. I, I, he got it through equipment though, on. Yeah, back in. Yeah, I'm give him credit for that and didn't have a bad game. Um, Deontay Johnson left with a hamstring injury. Uh, that was after at the end of a, a long catch and run early in the second half. Um, We'll see on that one. Yeah. I immediately had somebody tweet, say, Deontay, he's, he's not tough at all. He's soft. I'm like, <laughs> you're a moron. You were, I, I, I just wonder if I, 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 try, I try really hard not to look at my social media feed because I sit and I'll, I'll tweet during the game. Yeah, yeah. I try not to look at the qu- So don't ask me questions in, in social media during the game. I'm not going to answer Because I'm not going to answer them because no. 90% of what I see, depending on what's happening in the game, if things are going badly, the immediate reaction of a lot of people is 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 just snark, mm-hmm. uh, and so I'm not going to everybody. Yeah, fire everybody. Uh, I'm not going to. I just so. yeah, I just don't go into social media. Shame on me for even looking in there at, the, mm-hmm. at any point and seeing stuff like that. This team uh, just fire everybody again. So right. don't get angry if I don't answer you. Like I try to at least be engaging right. on social media. Um, of course, it's Mass Canada's fault that Pickett can't hit an open receiver yeah. on this day. Of course, you yeah. know. I mean, just shortcuts to, to really seeing what happened. At times, yeah, you know. But whatever. But uh, yeah, Deontay. Um, you know, I did see uh, over at the facility today. Um, he's walking with a little bit of a limp. Not but sure. The extra day could help him. But we'll that see. Makes, he's going for that. Yeah, we'll see. Those uh, don't tend to last weeks and weeks. Depending you know? on the severity. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Exactly. 
A quick note on Deontay, which I found really interesting and was a real compliment to Austin, is, as you would think, in three receiver sets, Austin gets a bump when somebody goes out. Right. He's obviously the fourth guy right now. But what I found really interesting was Austin took the Deontay role. He didn't – Robinson didn't go outside and Austin stayed in. They view – and and this is what he was in college, he's a real wide out. I mean, yeah. he's an outside-the-numbers dude that can play the slot. Well, his speed is, I mean, you, yeah. you can jam him at your own risk. At your own risk. I mean, yeah. he needs to play, and they know that. They were factoring him in anyway when everybody's healthy. But he will play the Deontay role, and I think he's going to do it really well. That being said, I thought Deontay played great. <laughs> he was fantastic. <laughs> he was uh, yeah. fantastic He was open. He was all the time. Uh, and Pickett just missed him. And Pickett just missed him, right. Uh, if you just isolate on Johnson in that game, he was tremendous. And But it takes two to tango. Um, so we'll see what the uh, situation is with him. Pat Fryermuth got banged up, came back in. He had mm, a chest contusion. Chest, yeah. He took that uh, shot to the chest. Um, that's a guy that could benefit for sure from the extra day. I would think one day goes a long way with him. Yeah. And he did come back. In and out, you know, didn't play every snap from that point on, but I'm sure it's pain. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And then, uh, of course, uh, Chuk Sakura for in concussion protocol. Um, again, the extra day helps with that. Yes. So if people didn't notice or turn the game off, that was what the last four or five plays of the game. Yeah, because Broderick Jones got got into enough to get his feet wet, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and Dan Moore went to the right half. Yeah, you know, that's a move if he is a mistime. I did have somebody on social media, and I did reply to them. They said, well, I didn't get the chance to watch the game, but I heard none of the rookies played. All the rookies played. Well, they're all <laughs> playing. I mean, you know, the only two that didn't play were the two rookie offensive linemen. And actually, there's only one. The there's only yeah, one rookie right. offensive line. The other one, uh, Cook, is yeah. a first-year player. Porter but, didn't start. I guess that was yeah. big news to everybody. It wasn't surprising. It wasn't surprising. I, I think he'll start against the Browns. I think that's a Niner-specific thing. Actually, I'm not even sure. But, hey, I mean, well, he was Well, here's the thing. He would have played more if they had gotten into more third and long situations. Yeah. That was the problem. He was, his package was coming in on third and long. Mm-hmm. They didn't get the third and long they, very much. They got a lot of first downs on first <laughs> he was, down. So he was on the field for seven plays. Ideally, seven they would have liked to have been him for, to, on, to be on the field. 12, 15 snaps? Yeah. And I Ideally. Wonder, I, I know the number's very, very low, but wide receivers not named Ayuk and Debo hardly played in this They game. barely played, yeah. They, they don't come out in three wide. The, the Browns will come out in three wide, and Porter will be out there. Yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. don't get, you know. Oh, and Benton played really well. We talked about him. And Benton played extremely well. I yeah. actually have the snap counts here. Uh, so when, when the 49ers uh, offensively, let's see here. Uh, Uchek was on the field 62% of the time. Yeah. I mean, they're the, the same fullback. five out there the whole time. Uh, Juan Jennings played 22 snaps. Uh, the, the second tight end, Charlie Warner, played 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ross DeWelly played 12. So, they, I mean, you're looking at a lot. Uh, Ronnie Bell played seven snaps. But some of these guys also wonder, played late in the game when it was over. Kittle was questionable all week. They, yeah. Are they going to play him on the last series? And you know, some He of played guys, 69% of the snaps. I like, bet in the first half, those names hardly saw the field. Yeah, there, there wasn't they, a lot of that no, stuff because, no. again, they didn't need to. They didn't need to. And that's and, what they do. They have a yeah. bread and butter five-man package that's the best in the league. And, you know, even when the Steelers did get stops on their guys, like, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the, if you think about the opening possession for the 49ers, it's for, it, it's third and one. Or, uh, I'm yeah. sorry, second and, second and one. Okay. or No, it was third and one. McCaffrey tries to go over the top. Steelers stuff it. Right. 
no gain. No gain. And and they immediately and run. And forth. Yeah, and then they go out and they they it was an opportunity for the Steelers to to make a play on Kittle. Um, he caught the ball behind the line to gain, but Alandon Roberts, you know, just missed a tackle. Missed tackle yeah. There were a lot of those, and there is in every football game that you win or lose that there's the the game of inches stuff isn't made up. I mean, if you make a couple plays, it's a lot more competitive. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I mean you I'm get to you get to stop there game. on the opening drive for the 49ers. Yeah, exactly. You know, now you've completely changed the, the complexion of the game. Later in the game, if they're and they're in third and short or fourth and short, they you know they run something completely different. Like we can't run behind the chains on these guys. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, again, it, it, the Steelers were the the lesser team, and I'm sure you can point to a handful of Niners plays that didn't go their way, but there were fewer of them, that's for sure. But even like the first punt, what if Harvin has a normal punt yeah. and they're not operating at the fifty or whatever? Like, oh, you know, like yeah. little things like that. Just yeah, they get it at the thirty-five the instead of the forty-seven or whatever mm-hmm. it was. So that's and a big to difference. Two yeah. more first downs and get TJ blocked for the well. And, and in that situation, or, you, know, right. you know, they went for it on fourth down. It was like at the just outside of field goal range. Right. Okay. Would yeah, he have mid-field. gone for it? Would he have gone for it on fourth down if it's fourth and one from the from his own forty-two? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Or, right. You know, and this is. The, the whole script of the game changes. I mean, again, they, the Steelers were not an equal team to them. But there's a lot of little things like that that you can point to that would have changed the tone of the game. And then when you do flip, the, you know, you do get the, the field flipping uh, punt, you get a, a you penalty. Get yeah. right. Just oh, silly stuff right, like right. that. There's a lot of that. Uh, yeah, looking here at those rookie snaps, um, you, you know, you... you Darnell Washington played 24 Washington snaps. Washington played a lot, and I thought he played very well in the run game. Yeah, so he played 24, Proud, 24 snaps on offense, eight snaps on special teams. Uh, Broderick Jones played four snaps on offense when the the injury happened, mm-hmm. one snap on special teams. Um, who else are we looking at and here? special teams, folks, he would just be on uh, field goal team. He was out there for the PAT, yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned, uh, well, Nick Herbig played 16 defensive snaps mm-hmm. uh, and 20 on special teams. He, in fact, I think he led the team in special team snaps. He's, top, yeah. he's out there on everything. Um, you mentioned Benton. Yeah, where's I think good? he played around 26, I want to say, something like that, mostly when Cam went out. Oh, there he is. I had my, my cursor was right on it. Uh, 29 snaps 29. he ended up playing. Okay. I mean, that's a good number of snaps for a young guy in his first game. It is, and I think the next game will be more, assuming yeah. that report's true on Cam. Um, Porter was it like at nine? He had like he had seven defensive seven. snaps and two special teams. Okay, I mean these guys are rookies. Yeah, so I mean they got into this game and played. Let's not pretend that they weren't out there got at all. Out of their rookie class. Yeah, yeah, and they're probably going to go up. I mean, Porter's going to play more than seven snaps next game. Yeah, so I I don't look at that as a, a negative or anything of the mm-hmm. sort uh, in this first game. Um, you know, I was kind of I was pleasantly surprised that Ogunjobi played 63% of the snaps. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure I didn't some know of what to expect to that. I didn't either. I didn't know what to think of that. And if you told me, and, and I didn't think he was a liability. I mean, I thought he was fine. And again, nobody but Watt was great. <laughs> right, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, he wasn't a liability. Um, you know, so they were able to, you know, Marcus Golden, 25 snaps. I mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Herbig, 16 snaps. I mean, those guys, they were rotating those guys in and out. That might have been part of the problem. Maybe. You had too many guys playing on defense. Yeah. I mean, some of the communicating against that team is really difficult to begin with, the way he puts you in conflict. And maybe there was a little bit of we haven't played together situation. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's as good a theory as any, to be honest. But I, 
I also want to mention Highsmith. Like, I expected very little from him, but I think he forced Trent Williams into a penalty. Yep. They did some twists and stunts, as you mentioned in pregame, you know, leading up to the game. He had a couple, they, he got they, off the blocks a couple of times in yeah. a tackle. So it wasn't like he was just not, he was. He, he wasn't neutralized. No. And anytime they tried blocking the tight end, he killed him. Yeah. You know, so did he lay up a score sheet? No, but he proved once again that he's a really good player. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, the final stat line on him, um, you know, it's not going to be super impressive. No, uh, no. Trying to find him here. Um, I think he had like eight tackles or something like that, or you know, I mean, he was. Yeah, he had seven seven tackles, a tackle for a loss. Again, you're playing against Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. Like a lot yeah. of guys, when they play I against Trent Williams, you get the goose egg. You get nothing, right? No, I thought he had a good game, and he wasn't wasn't real bad against the run either, or any of those things. Again, when you block him with tight end, he killed him, but he'll cause problems. Yeah, uh, again, you you know, they they forced three fumbles in that game. Um, True, they you know recovered got... one and a half. <laughs> well, and, and, and you know, I mean. Did I think the inside linebackers played great? No, but Hulk him out a tough game. I, I will say this: the inside linebackers, you know, you, you got tackles for losses from them. Mm-hmm. Um, Landon Roberts had two. Um, Quan Alexander didn't have one, uh, but Holcomb had a forced fumble and five tackle. I mean, they they got yeah. more plays out of those guys in one game than we saw yeah. in like a month last year. The linebackers. As a whole, as you'd imagine, had a tough day, and that's the toughest assignment they'll have. The, I thought Holcomb in both phases struggled. I thought Roberts coming downhill, though, is a problem. I mean, he's a yeah. certain type of guy, and when you ask him to do those certain things, he's pretty darn good at it. Blitzer, downhill player, not a turn-and-run cover guy. And I thought Alexander was fine across the board. You know I mean? Yeah, he was okay. You know, I mean, he covers a lot of ground. He shows up. He made tackles. You know, so I think that's only going to get better as the mm-hmm. more they play together and get used to playing with each other. This is a good other. point about a lot of different bodies being on the field. Yeah, I mean, a lot of rotating. Because you know, I mean, we didn't get to see the the the, the three safeties on the field together a lot Mm-mm. at training camp. Um, because you know, Minka was out the first couple of weeks of training camp. Uh, you know, then you uh, you know you had injuries uh, with the other guys, so they weren't out there a lot. And so the communication part of it, not just the communication part, but how they like to play mm-hmm. and how they, you know, I, everybody I talked to, tendencies our, our, uh, our run fits weren't exactly where we needed to be. Mm-hmm. Well, again, that's the thing that, that, that guys get used to playing with one another in this defense and understanding where those run fits are supposed to be at. So you had three new linebackers and essentially two new safeties out there. Yeah. Because KZ yeah. just, he played last year, but mm-hmm. he didn't play that spot. They weren't liabilities, but Golden and Herbig are new. You know, yeah. Benton's a new guy that you know, wasn't on the team before. So there's a lot of new defensive players, as everybody knows. And again, this isn't excuses. You know, these are just some things that happen. But week one's also just weird in the league, too. I mean, it's an unpredictable week. There were some things, you know, the Chiefs going to lose again or the Bengals going to look that bad. Probably not, you know. Yeah, if they do, then that that's the thing. If this continues to be an issue week after week, right. now it's a problem. Now it's a problem. And yeah. it might be. I mean, we'll, we'll see. That's yeah. what we're here to analyze. So, anyways, we're going to take another break. Oh, he right. is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We will be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, uh, turning things over here to that 
Cleveland Browns team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they defeat the Cincinnati Bengals 24-3 to uh, in Cleveland. That outcome shouldn't be all that surprising to anybody who's actually been paying attention. The Browns have now—Joe Burrow's never won a game in Cleveland. Uh, right. I, I know that that's Burrow and the Bengals' kryptonite of late. You had some stats with Friday when we re, you know go over games that— I didn't realize how bad it's been. You yeah, know, in terms he's now one and four against them in his career. Wow. Um, I think the Bengals or the Browns have now won six in a row against the Bengals in Cleveland. In terms of EPA, he was the worst quarterback in the league so far this week. Yeah, I mean he was under a lot of pressure, but wasn't the slightest bit comfortable. Looked terrible, to be honest with you. I mean, we were mentioning on talking off the air, T. Higgins what had like eight targets and no catches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jamar yeah. Chase had a few. But they were, the longest completion they had was 12 yards. 12 yards. 12 yards. 12 yards. I mean, now, some miraculous stats. Do I think the Bengals or the uh, the Browns defense is that good? No. Because remember, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow didn't play the entire preseason. We exactly. saw this last year against the Steelers. The difference here is that the, the and they Browns. they didn't play any of the other offensive guys right. either. I mean, they all came out looking like that. The Browns went out and ran 40 times for 206 yards in that game. That was huge, and that's what they do, and they're great at it. So you basically, really so you, you limited the possessions. If you remember the game against the Steelers last year in Cincinnati, um, the Steelers got out to a big lead on them, but they didn't run the ball like that. Run, they weren't run the ball. So well you kept giving season. the Bengals more possessions, and fe- and eventually, you know, Burrow got warmed up a little mm-hmm. bit, and you know, ties the game. Yeah, um, that didn't have a chance to happen in this game because the Browns just went out and ran the ball. Forty carries for two hundred and six yards. And Watson had a, a fair share of them He had too. five for 45, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, I but saw... the long run was by Elijah Moore, a 19-yard run. Like Chubb had Chubb had 17, a 17-yard run. Jerome Ford had a 17-yard run. Mm-hmm. Um, it was grinding. It was grinding. They did they did some interesting things on offense. They, they played some snaps without a running back on the field, you know, with Watson still being a potential runner. They played three tight ends at times. You know, I mean, so they're going to throw a lot at you. Chubb's role has grown. I mean, he's going to catch more. He, I think he led their most catches or something, five or six. He had four for 21, yeah. I mean, that's rare for him to catch more than one. Uh, so he's been on the field a little bit more. They lost their right tackle. Um, the offense was okay. It, it wasn't great. Um, Amari Cooper was in and out of the lineup, too. Um, their defense was smothering and really aggressive. But I don't know that the Bengals were themselves. I know the Bengals weren't themselves. Weather was also a factor in that game mm-hmm. as well. A lot of play, a lot of around the league weather yeah. was not great. Yeah, but I, I'm just looking at this from a Browns perspective here. Mm-hmm. Watson finished 16 of 29 for 154 yards. He averaged 5.3 yards per attempt. He wasn't impressive throwing the football. Um, if you look at the completions to the outside receivers, Moore had three catches on seven targets. Okay, Cooper had three catches on seven targets. So that's six for 14 throwing to your outside receivers. Yeah, uh, Peoples Jones had one catch on two. People's so, Jones and Moore played the most snaps of the three. Yeah. So, I mean, f- throwing to his actual wide receivers, he had seven completions on 16 pass attempts. Yeah, he, he struggled with traditional quarterback stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think you look at that and say, okay, you can get after this guy. Now you take Jack Conklin out of the equation. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how everybody's excited about this, This you know, their, their third-round draft pick. Um, he's still a rookie. He's still a rookie. I frankly don't even care who their right tackle is. It's T.J. Watts. It's T.J. Watts. Yeah, side. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think Conklin's great either, to be honest with you. But, right. Yeah, I mean, it's T.J. Watts' side. That's going to be a problem. Yeah, will be an issue. Um, you know, so shut down the running game. 
You know, Chubb had 18 for 106, and they got uh, Jerome Ford at 15 for 36. I don't think they had any long runs, though. Yeah, it was just it, both of Bengals them had D didn't play back. a 17 yard run. Yeah, the Bengals D kept them in the game. That yeah. was a that was a 13 three game going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bengals D hung around as long as they could. I'm sure they got squashed on time of possession and week one. You're going to start to wear down, but yeah, um, Bengals D was fine. It was just, both defenses were pretty good. To be just looking here at the team stats, yeah, the the, uh, the Browns ran 72 plays. The Bengals ran 54. Okay, makes sense. So and when that happens, you're going to get outgained. It was 350 to 142. So even though the Browns held the ball for a long time, there was 4.9 yards yeah, so they, per play. Their offense really wasn't that impressive. No. I mean, the defense was, and Garrett was a star, and all those guys were flying around. But partially that was because of the Bengals, too. I mean, I do think that the Browns' D is improved. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, without yeah. question. It's much, it's much different than what we're used to seeing. They're going to be much more aggressive uh, but I'm, I'm looking here at uh, Garrett, two tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss, four quarterback hits. Mm-hmm. It wasn't any more impressive than what Watt did. No, no, Watt was Watt had a phenomenal game. I mean, yeah. again, five five tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles, and five quarterback hits. Mm-hmm. Like one thing I did see today is it was only a handful of plays, but they would take Garrett like they've done with Watt and kind of roam him around on the second level a little bit yeah. more so than they've done. They even dropped him into coverage a couple times. So the new defensive coordinator, they, they do have some new wrinkles. They play a little bit unorthodox on offense, too. You know, I mentioned yeah. all the three tight end stuff. And um, I'm sure they're flying high right now. I mean, that was an impressive win over what people think is a good Bengals team. And I think it's a really good Bengals team, too. But we've been saying for three months, I want to play the Bengals in week one or week two. Absolutely. And I, mean, I don't maybe, understand yeah. why they don't play their other guys. I, you know, maybe too. they changed that next year. and uh, They didn't have a choice the last two well, years. Well, Burrow, not. Yeah. But you could have played your one offensive line some. You know, They didn't do yeah. that two years ago either. Yeah, I, th- I still think Jonah Williams at the right tackle, right tackle is an issue. And I don't think Mixon's particularly great either. Yeah. yeah. He actually, I mean, he averaged 4.3 yards I'd a carry. He wasn't bad, though, I mean, in terms yeah. of production. You know, but he had a 22-yard run in there. Did so. he? Let's say the Browns run defenses. Okay. It yeah. was awful last year. Um, moving over to that Baltimore game. Um, They're lucky they played Houston. That's all I'm going to say. 100%. They were rusty, going. I mean, figuring things out, whatever you want to say. But they they weren't impressive either. Lamar did very little. He had he was 17-22, to 22, which sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sideways. for only 169 yards, uh, threw an interception, no touchdown passes, got sacked four times. Mm-hmm. Um, two offensive line injuries. Yeah, two offensive that. line injuries that are going to be multiple weeks. He fumbled twice. Yeah. Like, okay. Houston looked like a rookie quarterback with a rookie head coach and a very young team in a very hostile environment. And the Ravens looked like a professional team that hasn't figured it out yet. <laughs> yeah. Know? I'm just looking here at the box score. And this, once again, tells me that this game was in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And the, here's, a million what, tackles. here's why I say this. <laughs> so, Roquan Smith, I'm looking here, I'm like, wow. 16 tackles for Roquan Smith. Eight solo. <laughs> so if he's near the pile, he's getting an assist. They're just trying to blow up those tackle yeah. numbers. Because they had three guys with double, with digi- double digits. With double digits. Brandon yeah, but- Stevens had 12 tackles, eight solo. How about this one? Patrick Queen, 11 tackles, three solo. Wow. Houston must have run like 150 plays. I'm gonna guess like that it they doesn't did. add up. I just, I, so 46. They were they were credited with 46 solo tackles in the game. And so nobody. Okay, but 80 total tackles 80 in the game. 80 total tackles, and 
Yeah, they didn't run that many snaps. Was, um, with all respect to Ray Lewis, who's an all-time great. I mean, but his tackle numbers were inflated. I just by want to look at home the scoring. The, see how many plays were run against him. Houston ran. Where's it at? It's probably like sixty. Well, they did run seventy-two total uh, did plays. They run more? Okay. Baltimore ran fifty-eight. Maybe that's not quite as egregious as usual. But you know, you had seventy-two plays ran against you. What about the incompletions? What's interesting too is, I mean, we're going to talk a ton. I got to look at this now. Now, so okay, so. C.J. Stroud threw, had 16 incompletions in the game mm. of those 80 no plays. No tackles on those. No plays. tackles on those. Yeah, that's a good point. So that knocks it down. What did I say it was? Do you get a tackle for a sack? Uh, yes. Do you? Okay, so yeah. if you have a single sack, you get a tackle and a sack. Yeah, because yeah. you yeah, brought somebody sense. to you the ground. somebody, right. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> that's a lot of tackles. 70 plays. That's uh, 54 plays, and they had 62 tackles. <laughs> Solos, or whatever Whatever I said it was. Whatever. Just, it doesn't don't. Happen. Uh, you know, again, this happens when you're in Baltimore. The Ravens, you, you, when they play, uh, they play. I think in Cincinnati next week. You'll watch. Say, that's gonna be a huge game. Roquan, yeah, because both these North games are giant. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. You don't want to start zero and two. Oh, and I mean the Bengals or Steelers start zero and two. Eh, you know, trouble problem. Troublesome, especially the Bengals. That'd be two division losses. Right. I mean, losing yeah. to an NFC team doesn't hurt you nearly as bad as losing to the Browns and Ravens. Yeah, but um, I mean, again, the Ravens' defense didn't do. They didn't have they to. They were do okay. Much. They, didn't, they didn't but they have didn't have to, to do anything. No, they didn't have to do much. You know, it was just get out get out of your own way. Mm-hmm. No, I still worry about the the Ravens defense quite a bit. Yeah, so uh and you the know, offense is just a work in progress. And yeah. I and to be honest, I feel so bad for JK Dobbins. I mean, oh. he just gets back off a, a really rough knee injury and then his season's over. He's going to be a free agent. Who's going to sign him? I mean, yeah. off that injury. And then before you know it, you got five years in the league as a running back, and, and you never, really haven't done anything up against the wall. Right? Yeah. I mean, your your shelf life isn't long to begin with. Well, I heard somebody say, "Well, they should they should go out and sign Kareem Hunt." I'm like, "Is that really the team that wants to sign Kareem Hunt?" The Ray Rice team. The Ray Rice team. Yeah, do they really want to do that? Ownership might not be cool with that. I think they activated <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Yeah, he's I mean, just it, a guy at this point, I could see maybe Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. but not. I don't. I don't know about Trade Kareem for Hunt. Taylor. I don't know if they can afford him. The shuffle. I mean, I don't know if you can even move Lamar's money at this point. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know their finances well enough, but I would at least consider it if I were them. I would consider it as well, but I don't know if you can afford him. And mm-hmm. you know, well, then you got to sign him and, tra- and extend him. Yeah, you get that's a, that's move. the part of it. That's you got to you know, if you you can't just say, oh well, we'll take care of you at the end of the year if you're Jonathan Terry. Like, well, wait a second, I don't have any relationship with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to do Unless that. he just wants out of Indy. Yeah, which could be the point. It could be the case. I get yeah. that, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they weren't super impressive in that game. No, they weren't. Um, they, did, they did have five sacks on C.J. Stroud, but it's mm-hmm. a rookie quarterback making his first career start in mm-hmm. Baltimore. I think everybody expected that. Of the eight units in the division, the Browns' defense was the best, but they also had a pretty generous offering against them, considering Burrow's situation. Yeah. You know? I mean, you would have said the same thing about the Steelers' defense – Last year after week one. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were they, they were they unbelievable. Were. Yeah. I mean, they Four, five turnovers and eight sacks. Eight sacks was, against yeah. the, against Burrow. Unbelievable. Yeah. So and, and they were. And you know, take it's kinda like the Steelers Niners thing, you know, take advantage of what you play, who you yeah, play, right, when you right. play them. There's no one no one's feeling the Cowboys weren't feeling bad for the Giants last Not night. Not one bit. <laughs> Not one bit. Hey, we're going to take another break. Uh, when we come back, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. Oh, nice. Our lineup did quite well, Matt. So I hear. That's, let's uh, take a look at that when we come back. Right after this, this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.